0: Hey, what's up, guys? We are so excited that you are joining us today. If you're a part of our Grace community, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on social media at the Grace AG on all social outlets. But the best way to connect is to join our online community at live.graceassembly.org. Here, you can connect and engage with other Grace members around the world. So we hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Let's jump right in.
1: All right, uh, today's message is going to be pretty simple, new levels, new devils. How many of you would uh, say that, in your opinion, in your life recently, that the intensity of spiritual warfare has increased in your life? Can I can I see your hands? All right. Keep them up for just a moment, if you don't mind, because I, I want everybody else to notice, because... Uh, I've been asking, you can put your hands down, I've been asking this question in our Tuesday morning prayer service, which we meet every Tuesday at 9 to pray, everybody's welcome. I've asked this in our staff meetings, so I realize, hey, it's not just me, but there are a lot of us, uh, the majority of us, who feel, it feels like that darkness is attacking at a greater intensity than ever before. Uh, I asked some people online this week, I said, help help me understand, how do you know when you're under spiritual attack? Uh, Somebody said, when I'm in a spiritual battle, I just can't seem to find joy. And I feel like the enemy is fueling negativity, animosity, and irritability. Through my kids, through me, through my husband, the attitudes in my house, and how everything just feels heavy. I mean, that's a pretty good indicator that Spiritual warfare is growing, everything just feels heavy. Somebody said, You know, when I have a lack of peace, there's an increase of anxiety, increase of fear. Somebody said, When I feel overwhelmed by darkness, somebody else said, You know, for me, it's just this constant string of occurrences and attitudes and vehicles and bills and people I encounter. It's almost like I can see a cloud over me, like pig pen from peanuts. And his dust cloud is hovering around him. How many are even old enough to remember that reference, all right? Uh, Somebody else said, you know, like, I've experienced a tornado. I fell and broke my wrist, uh, hail damage to my car. And in the last 24 hours, I've been bitten by a dog and a bird. (laughs) She said, you can't make this stuff up. You know, the reality is the enemy is working. And we shouldn't be surprised, should we? Because the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, And this was written a couple thousand years ago. So spiritual warfare is a reality. But how many know sometimes... It seems as if spiritual warfare increases. Now, let me be clear. Not every negative result in your life is from a demon. Okay? If you are speeding on I-65 and you get pulled over and you get a ticket, you can't blame that on the demon of I-65. You can only blame that on your own disobedience. Come on, somebody. But I do have some good news here today because if you're under spiritual attack, I think it might be a good indicator that God is about to do something good in your life. Can I say that again? I I really came here today to encourage you to recognize that if the enemy is resisting you and it seems as if his attacks against you are growing, could it be it's because he knows? He knows that something good is about to happen. I had somebody in between services during the small group's fair. say, Pastor, I think that, that Satan can see better in the spiritual realm than many times we can. And he even knows what's coming. And that's why he's fighting us so hard. That's why I'm calling this message New Levels, New Devils. Uh, my boys, when they were younger, they played this video game called Super Mario Brothers. Which they turned into a movie, which I heard is doing okay. But every level that you went up in Super Mario, there was a different boss or a different villain, and they had bigger weapons and you know more ways to kill you. For you know, it was if it was Bowser or King Boo or whatever, all of that, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> but I, I do have some good news when we. When we are in a spiritual battle, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to lose because God has already given us everything we need to win spiritual battles. If you're co- currently going through a spiritual attack right now, I've got some good news. God is for you and he wants you to win. And today I want to show you from God's word, how do you win Spiritual battles, and I want you to write this down if you would. The very first thing is, if you're going to win, don't quit. How many knows you can't win if you quit? And the goal of spiritual attacks, I think, is to discourage us and to, uh, and to get us to quit what God wants us to do, wants to happen in our lives. I think the goal of the enemy is to paralyze us with fear and, and to get us to give up. I heard uh, a quote from Winston Churchill. At least it's attributed to him. He said, "When you're going through hell, keep going." Somebody else put it this way: "When you're going through hell, don't stop, don't sit down, don't quit, because you're in hell, right? You got to keep going because sooner or later it's going to be over." Come on, somebody. I, I read that one of the uh, signs of spiritual attack is is fatigue. We just get tired. Because of the heaviness, because of the opposition. And and some of the responses on the survey that I did on social media, one person said, I know I'm under spiritual attack when there's just a lack of desire to accomplish anything. Satan's goal is for us to quit, but we can't quit. And let me give you uh, an example from Scripture why we shouldn't quit. This is the Old Testament book of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 10, the book of Daniel, the last part of the book of Daniel is, is these amazing experiences that Daniel has with angels and angelic beings and giving a vision about the future. But the angel said to Daniel, don't f- be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Let me stop right there and say, this is good news. Because the Bible, the, what the Bible is saying is, for when we pray, God hears us. Isn't that good news? When we pray, God hears us. And he says, and I have come because of your words. I think you could insert prayer there, right? Because of your prayer, I have come. So God not only hears us, but how many know he answers? This is good news. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Now the prince of the kingdom of Persia was is not he's not talking about an actual person, he's talking about what Ephesians six was talking about principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So Daniel is saying that there is a principle or principality called the kingdom of Persia that was battling angels and keeping them from bringing the answer that God had sent through an angel back to Daniel. And how long did he resist and delay? 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. And now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the, for the vision refers to many days to come. I think the Bible is teaching us here that there's a battle in the spiritual world that you and I cannot see and it's between angels and demons but here's what our, I think what our takeaway is when i pray god hears us and god answers but the scripture paints this picture that there's this war in the heavens going on and spiritual forces resist even answers to prayer and how many know when i recognize this i need to understand that i should not give up because how many know the answer actually could be on the way and i got to keep fighting somebody say amen and so Don't quit. Everybody say, don't quit. If I'm going to win spiritual battles, I got to pray. Deep stuff right here, right? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. One of the weapons that God gives us to win is prayer. Now, I think this is important because A lot of times, we think of prayer as something we do out of religious duty. We will say, did you say your prayers? Listen, prayer is much more than a religious duty. Matter of fact, the purpose of prayer isn't to get something. The purpose of prayer is to be with someone. Can I say that again? The purpose of prayer is not to get something from God. The purpose of prayer is is to have fellowship with God, to spend time with God. And prayer is key to spiritual warfare, because if God is with me, you're not getting this. If God is with me, how many know greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? You need to know that you are no match for Satan. You and I are no match for demons and darkness and kings of Persia and princes of Persia and principals. You and I cannot win on our own. So the Bible says, greater is he that's in us. Well, how do I access that? How do I do that? We pray. We talk to the Lord. And I think sometimes we think that spiritual warfare prayer is just shouting at the devil. Come on! You know, can I, can I encourage you that the power of your prayer has nothing to do with the volume of your prayer. Now, I think you should pray. Jesus said, when you pray, say. So you should actually speak your prayers. But can I tell you that the power of prayer is in the presence of the person we are praying to. Now, here's a tool I would love for you to check out. There's an app called Pray First. I've been using this app for the past month, and it's really helped me in my own prayer life. You can go to the App Store or Google Play and download this app. And, and what it is, it's just uh, it's a version of this prayer book, not our prayer book, but some other church's prayer book, and then they've turned it into an app. And in this book, there's all kinds of ways to pray, the Lord's Prayer and a bunch of other ways to pray, prayer lists. There's music there, devotional stuff. This is a very cool tool that you could use, and it's free. Okay, And it will help you learn how to pray and to grow in your prayer life. So if you're going to win spiritual battles, you got to ask yourself the question, what does my prayer life look like? I think if you take steps to increase your commitment to building a regular time with God, I think you're going to see more victory in your life. Number three, how do I win spiritual battles? Fasting. I think fasting is the most joyful topic to talk about in church. Now, what is fasting? Fasting is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. Now, as a church, we always begin every year in January with 21 days of fasting and prayer. Why do we do that? Because Jesus said, when you fast. So, fasting shouldn't just be uh, allocated to just January when Pastor Wayne calls a fast. How I many know this is something we can do anytime we feel that spiritual intensity is growing in our lives? If we feel like we're under a spiritual attack, how I many know you can fast a meal? You can fast a day? You can fast a couple days a month? Come on, somebody. Because there's power when we fast and we pray. That's what Jesus said. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, again, there are all kinds of examples of this in the Bible, but in this story in the Old Testament, there's a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. He and the people of Israel are surrounded by their enemies, and so somebody came and reported to Jehoshaphat, and they said, a great multitude is coming against you. And how many know there are a lot of us here this morning that kind of feel like that? It feels like a great multitude is coming against me, like there's this spiritual attack going on. And so Jehoshaphat was afraid, so he resolved to seek Adonai, and he proclaimed a, what? A fast throughout all Judah. And and you can go home and read the rest of the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Spoiler alert, they won. And it happened because God showed up on their behalf because they fasted. Here's another way to win spiritual battles is worship. Did you know that worship is a way to win spiritual battles. On the survey that I did online about how do you know when you're under spiritual attack, Dale said this, he goes, I know I'm under attack when negative thoughts dominate my mind, which leads to a sense of gloom and depressing thoughts. Then I feel a need to worship the Lord. I feel this is the Holy Spirit leading me to do this and lifting me up. Because if you heard me sing, you would know only the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit could enjoy that. Can I get a witness in the house of God? Now, why is worship such a key to victory in spiritual warfare? It's because when I worship God, the Bible says, he is enthroned in that praise, so when I worship, how many know just a few minutes ago, we were worshiping, and man, the whole room was singing. It's awesome. What happens is, that's when the good stuff happens. That's when the stuff happens that I can't make happen, and you can't make happen, and we can't make happen. And it's, it's called the power of God. And so the presence of God. But how many know you don't have to wait till next Sunday to worship? You can worship all day, every day. You can worship anytime you want to. And can I can I just encourage you, if you feel like you're under attack, one of the very best things you could do is just worship Jesus. Sing, turn on Spotify, do something, you know, just sing, sing a song. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be great, right? Just worship God. And, and there's a great example in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Remember, Saul was the king of Israel, but God had anointed David. To be the next king of Israel, Saul was going down a bad road, and and the the Bible says there was an evil spirit that bothered Saul. So David would play his harp, and when that happened, Saul would relax and feel better, and the evil spirit would go away. Now I don't know that that David was playing on his guitar. You know, smoke on the water. It doesn't say what he was playing. Smoke on the water. That's the only thing I can play on a guitar. I'm giving you my best. That's all I got got to say. But we know that David wrote many of the psalms in your Bible, the book of Psalms, where many were written by David. And do you know what psalms are? They are songs of worship. So what was happening here is that David was worshiping the Lord, and as a result, Saul would relax and feel better, and the evil spirit would go away. How many of you, next time you're under spiritual attack, would like to say, well, I want to relax, and I want to feel better, and I would love for that stuff to go away? Can I challenge you to do the very same thing that David did? Worship Jesus. There's power when you worship Jesus. Somebody say amen. Two more Write this down, The Word of God is a weapon that God has given to us to win spiritual battles. I mean, you know, when you're going through hell, it's easy to get down on yourself. It's easy to get down on your situation. It's easy to let negative thoughts invade your mind, right? Thoughts like, you know, it's always going to be this way, or, or you're not worth anything, or nothing's ever going to change in your life. And what's going to happen, what needs to happen is, you need to replace those negative thoughts with God's word. Now, remember, in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, uh, Satan comes to tempt Jesus. So think of it as Satan is coming to attack Jesus, and he has all of these things that he's tempting Jesus with. What we don't read about is Jesus shouting at the devil. All three times that Satan tempts Jesus, he responds with three words. Say it with me. It is written. What is written? The Bible. He's quoting the Bible. He's quoting God's word. Why would he do, what, do that? Because Ephesians says that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So when the enemy is coming against you, especially when he's attacking your mind, he's coming against your character, he's bringing up the past, he's telling you how worthless you are, we need to understand to that the way we overcome him is the same way that Jesus overcame him by saying, come on, say it with me, it is written. That's God's word. That's the power of God's word. And by the way, did you know that there are over 8,000 promises in God's word? So you're going to spend a lifetime, you could spend a lifetime just learning what God's word says about you, about your family, about your future, but I'm only going to give, going to give you 10. Are you ready? I'm going to give you 10. Are you ready? I want you to, oh, I got to go back. Here we go. Here's one. All right. I want you to say it with me. It is written that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Say it with me. It. In the book of 1 John, it says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Say it again. Do you really believe that? All right, here it goes. The Bible says, Behold, I have given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. And at the name of Jesus, well, here we go. Say it with me. It is is written in the book of Philippians that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Does that include demons? Does that include the prince of Persia? Does that include any demon that comes against you and your family and your house and your health and your business? That's got to bow at the name of Jesus. It is Mark chapter 16, these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They'll cast out demons and speak with new tongues and take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it's not going to hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It is written in Deuteronomy 20, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you what? It is written, Exodus chapter 23. This is one of my favorites. If you obey his voice and do all that I speak, I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I'll be an adversary to your adversaries. How many know that's good news? It is written 1 Corinthians 15 57. Say it with me. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you give God praise for the power of the word of God in your life? But well, listen, if you don't know it, you can't use it. So the reason why we need to know God's word is because we need to be able to know what God's word says. And that's how we overcome the enemy. Here's the last one. If you're going to win spiritual battles, don't fight alone. Don't fight alone. I read a story about a farmer in rural Minnesota. His name was Scott Leegrid. He was driving to pick up some gravel in the small farming community of Frost, Minnesota. It's kind of funny, Frost, Minnesota. It's cold up there. Uh, This was last August. A German Shepherd puppy ran into the middle of the road. He swerved to miss the dog. His vehicle goes off the road. He suffers a broken shoulder blade, a broken collarbone, seven broken ribs, two cracked vertebrae, a collapsed lung, and a concussion. The doctor told him he would need several months to recover before he could drive his tractor, which was a problem because Scott was a farmer and October harvest was just six weeks away. How would he bring in 600 acres of soybeans? So in response, more than a dozen farmers in the small town of Frost, Minnesota, population 198, they showed up with their combines and their trucks and their grain wagons, and they made short work of harvesting Scott's soybean crop. Here's what he said. He goes, I'm really lucky to be living in a community where people always look out for each other. Now, let me put it to you this way. God's plan for us to have spiritual victory is for us to look out for each other. You're going to have a hard time winning spiritual battles by yourself. Where is that in the Bible? In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, the New Living Translation says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Now, this is a bit of a heavy warning, but I think we need to hear this, especially in the American church, and especially in 2023, because more and more, the American church is choosing isolation. And the Bible says, if we're alone We can be attacked and we can be defeated. Do I have your attention yet? I was speaking with a small groups pastor of one of the largest churches in America recently. And we were just talking, how do you do small groups and how do you take care of people and how do you pastor people and just learning how to do it better. And he's saying, we've seen in the last three years since covid First of all, that people are coming to church less often. People who used to be four out of four Sundays of a month are now more likely to be two out of four, and they kind of catch the rest online. The people who used to be two out of four are like once a month or even less. He goes and and people he goes people are just more and more hesitant to open their home for a small group to meet at their house. So. I was like, us too. And he said, he goes, well, people don't understand. What we're also seeing is this growing discouragement amongst the the people of God. And of course, we shouldn't be surprised by that because Hebrews Hebrews says uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, don't give up meeting together as some are in their habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Can I, can I tell you that one of the benefits of gathering in church and being part of groups and serving on teams is the encouragement that happens as a result? Can I shoot straight with you? I'm going to speak to everybody who's watching online right now. And we are so glad you're watching and participating with us. and I just wanna encourage you, uh, if you're watching because you're new to Grace and you're checking this out, we wanna say, y'all come and we can't wait to see you in person. Can you give them a great big invitation, church? We can't wait to see you guys in person. But can I say, if this is the way that you've chosen to do church, it was never intended to be this way. And I'm just gonna guess right now you're probably discouraged and the reason is is because god intended for us to be together often regularly consistently that's why we have church right and that's why we do small groups can i can i tell you about small groups small groups are really all about the fact that somebody Everybody has somebody who's praying for them every day. Did you know one of the things that we ask all of our small group leaders to do is we want you to pray for every member of your small group every day. I don't know about you, but I would, how many would sign up to have somebody praying for you every day? Yeah, sign me up. That's what I want. So if you have a small group, you need to be thanking your small group leader because that's what they're doing for you. They're praying for you. And we thank God for that. And can I tell you that there's a lot of different groups to join, discipleship groups and fellowship groups and things like that. It's really not even about as what you're doing is important and what you're doing together is important, but it's really about doing it together. Can I tell you that one of the best, one of the most encouraging things that happens to me, and it's been happening to me a lot recently is people just randomly saying, hey, Pastor Wayne, God put you on my heart. I'm praying for you. That is so encouraging. You know why that's encouraging? Because it means I'm not alone. You mean God loved me enough to put me on somebody else's heart? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And that's what God wants for all of us. But in order for that to happen, We've got to commit to being together. Are you with me today? Would you stand to your feet all across the room? If you're here this morning and you say, you know what, Pastor? What you've been talking about today is me. I feel like I've been under attack, spiritual warfare is intensifying in my life, and I just recognize that there is a battle going on in my mind, for my family, my health, anything that we've talked about today that describes you, would you quickly join me up front? Would you step out of your seat and come to the front? I wanna pray with you, I wanna pray for you here today. Let's sing this chorus together as people come. Let's sing it together. And I want you to say, Pastor, I'm experiencing a spiritual attack. I'm experiencing spiritual warfare in my life. I want you to come. Everybody, if you raised your hand at the beginning of this message, would you come and join with us here today? Because we want to take a few minutes. We want to pray for you today. Thank you, God. came forward today, I want to tell you two things. Both are good news. Number one, if you're under spiritual attack, it most likely means something good from God is on its way. That is good news. That is good news. And the second thing it means is that you're not alone. I want you to look around and recognize, because the the devil's a liar and he loves to tell you, you're the only one experiencing this. You're the only one walking through this. I want you to look around. You are not alone. The enemy is after all of us at some level. And here's the good news. You are part of a family who loves you, who cares for you, who prays for you. And that's what we're gonna do right now. I need everybody in the seats. everybody watching online would you stretch your hands toward your brothers and sisters in the faith father we pray for these men and women in the name of jesus christ god we pray for supernatural grace and power be upon them and their household in Jesus name. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ against every devil, every spirit, every darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe your word is true. It is written that no weapon formed against these men and women will prosper. It is written that God is more, made us more than a conqueror through him who loved us. It is written that There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. God, we believe that your word is true. We believe your power is real, and we thank you, Lord, for victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's pray. Everybody pray. That's one of the weapons. God, we thank you. We pray, would you show up in my life? God, would you show up in my home? Would you show up in my family? Would you show up in my marriage? Would you show up in my body? God, we're praying today because we are your sons and daughters and we love you and you love us amen come on the bible says that when we worship something happens in the spiritual realm would you sing one more time come on this is part of overcoming bless the lord bless the lord creation your hands toward the people beside you because they're not alone and you're not alone father we pray for these who are up here with us today god i pray for them I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint them, strengthen them, empower them to be overcomers through the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray that they would be bold in their faith. I pray that their prayer life would grow. I pray that their worship life would grow. I pray that they would hunger for the Word of God more than ever before. And God, I pray that you give them courage to take steps to connect to the body of Christ even more than they're doing right now, to reject isolation and and stop trying to win this by themselves, but to truly connect to your church to your people God because together you have given us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ we pray in Jesus name and all God's people said come on give God praise today if you believe that
0: thank you so much for tuning into this week's message Don't forget to subscribe to the Grace Assembly of God podcast so you're up to date on all sermons. Also, if you want more grace content, make sure you subscribe to the Deeper Grace podcast where Pastor Wayne will dive deeper into his most recent message. Have a great week and God bless.